This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual-threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. Blue Wire. The Arizona Cardinals select Tyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is Kyler Murray. This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. He looks at himself. Looking back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. He is Houdini. Touchdown. Patrick Mahomes with a rope. Chiefs are Super Bowl champions here in Miami. All right, guys, welcome back to the Establish the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points and our friends at Blue Wire. I am your host, Blake Level. With me is my co-host, Dylan Reagan. And, yes, there is an extra pep in our voice uh, today as this is uh, one of our favorite episodes of the year, our NFL season predictions for 2020. And, uh, Dylan, I'll tell you right off the bat, uh, we are not going to get all these right. Uh, If we look back at our predictions last year, uh, I think we did pretty well for the most part, uh, Mm -hmm. although – you had the Eagles in the Super Bowl. We won't go there. Uh, but uh, I think we did pretty well at least predicting the Chiefs uh, being able to, to make their mark and, and have a pretty mm-hmm. good chance of, of getting to the Super Bowl. Um, I don't actually remember if I picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl last year or not, but I think I had Chiefs and Saints, uh, even though it didn't work out. Uh, still, we're going to try to have that same type of success uh, this season as we look ahead to our uh, predictions for the 2020 season. We're going to make our picks for the division the wild card, and then, of course, we will make our Super Bowl picks at the end, um, which are very interesting uh, now that I look at our our picks here for the Super Bowl. So, uh, Dylan, I guess uh, right off the bat here, uh, how you feeling? What's your confidence level? Uh, I will say we picked a lot that were very similar. Uh-huh. Uh, the majority of our division picks are similar, although I don't think that's a big surprise. Uh, our playoff picks a little bit different in some spots, but I think mostly we've got uh, some of the main teams there, maybe a few uh, teams that, that people might not be thinking of in terms of uh, some playoff spots. Yeah, I tried to switch it up a tad with some of the uh, picks for my division winners, but, yeah, the playoff spots, I felt pretty good about them. The last spot in the NFC was a really tough one for me, and then the AFC, there's a few teams I ended up thinking about that I left off, but um, overall in the AFC I feel a little bit better 
quicker today, <laughs> just because the <laughs> NFC is so so packed with so many good teams. I just I feel like there's at least a couple that I left off in the NFC that easily can make it and have great seasons. But yeah, looking back at our picks last year, you picked the the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, ah. so you you won on that one. I made I picked them to make the Super Bowl, of <laughs> course, and both of the teams that we had them facing. I uh, did lose in the first round, but yeah, yep. we did okay with our our picks overall. Uh, not going to be as high in the Falcons this year as we were last year, or the or the uh, Browns. Um, we get that extra playoff spot though, so that gives us maybe a little bit more room uh, to succeed here. Uh, we both did not make pick the Ravens to make the playoffs last year. That is our, mm, probably yeah. our biggest miss. Everything else we were pretty spot on on. Um, 49ers as well. We were not as high on them as uh, they ended up performing. But I think that was kind of the theme for a lot of people going into last season after they, even with um, expected turnaround for them to be better, no one really, not too many people were at least picking them to be the best team in the NFC. Now this year, yeah, I think the the Super Bowl pick this year for at least the NFC side, probably the – at least as hard, if not harder, than last year. I I could have, again, thought of five, six teams, and you can envision them making it all the way to the big game. So, uh, it's, yeah, going to be excited to get started here. Only a few more days now. They're really kind of snuck up on me, at least. I, yeah, Without the preseason games, man, it just it's crazy that the season starts in three days. Yep, it is. And uh, you talk about our Super Bowl picks. Uh, I went with the Chiefs and the Saints last year. Uh, I am actually going to go a little bit different this year. So there's your uh, tease. You talk about how hard it is sometimes uh, with this NFC. Well, I've got a different uh, NFC team in there. We'll see if uh, I'm brave enough to pick a different AFC team once we get to our uh, Super Bowl picks. But uh, let's get started here and see if uh, we make the route to putting the Browns in the playoffs like we did last year and leaving the Ravens out. Uh, Spoiler alert, I don't know that that's going to happen this season. But uh, let's start with the AFC East. Um, That is uh, an interesting one, obviously, knowing that uh, things look a little different for the Patriots. Um, you've got my Miami Dolphins in there, your Buffalo Bills in there. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a lot of potential, and uh, I don't know if that necessarily is the case for the Jets, but uh, still, interesting division. Um, I <laughs> I was just like, look, I you know, it's so it's one of those things where it's like as much as things have changed for the Patriots, I'm still mm-hmm. gonna pick them to win the division, and yeah. I, I don't know that that's really knocking the Bills. I just think. Getting Cam Newton in there has been, you know, that's different. It, it looks a lot different than if we were going in right now trying to make our predictions on, on Jarrett Stidham or Brian Hoyer or someone like that, leading the Patriots, you know, back to, to wherever they need to be. Uh, but now that Cam's there, even if he's not the Cam of five years ago, he's still a guy that, I mean, you know, Bill Belichick, he's not one to just come out and, and say just anything, but he's been praising Cam like crazy the past couple of weeks. Um, so that is at least gives you a little more confidence. We know what you get from the defense. So I'll go with the Patriots uh, as my winner for the AFC East. Yeah, this is a tough one. This is one of the ones I kind of uh, mentioned at the beginning here where I ended up changing my pick just to kind of shake this up. I was feeling kind of slightly, you know, going with the Patriots, but I'll stick with my brand and pick the Bills. Uh, Finally, after all these years of dominance for this division, Buffalo not winning this division since, I believe, the 90s. So it's uh, it's been a second. They've made the playoffs, obviously, a few times lately, but um, not as the division winner. I think it's going to come right down to the wire. I don't know if either of these teams, even with the with Belichick and everything that we believe in with that defense, what he's going to be able to do. And obviously Josh McDaniels, not many offensive coordinators you'd rather have 
I'm just not sure if I can say the Patriots are on the level of some of the top teams in the AFC. I still think as we get down to my wild card picks, don't be surprised if I include them there. But I think the Bills, uh, such a complete defense. Both teams obviously have great defenses um, and some question marks on offense on both sides. I do think Stephon Diggs fits so well into the scheme that Buffalo has. Excited to see when Zach Moss is fully healthy, how he contributes uh, to the running game, the offensive line for Buffalo. Not the not the they're kind of middle of the pack, so that is one of my concerns. The Patriots still probably have a top ten offensive line, so that's why initially I'm like, I don't know, man. I was kind of thinking the same way. It's just going to be the Pats, but I don't know. I feel like the the stars are aligned. Buffalo's schedule a tad easier. The Patriots, according to last year's uh, records, at least obviously that's a little misleading because we have the Buccaneers probably projecting to be much better in those kind of teams. But at least based on last year's opponents' uh, record, the Patriots have the toughest schedule in the NFL. Um, are they? Still have a lot of games. I think they're are definitely winnable, but not you know. It's just there's so much uncertainty. I know it's still the mystique of Belichick. They have so much so much great things happening on their defense, but Brady's gone and it's still going to be different. And uh, as much as I believe in Cam and I, as we talked about in the fantasy episodes, definitely think he's an int- intriguing guy to to target there. I just have a little more. It's crazy to say, but with Sean McDermott, they're really building a great culture in Buffalo, and I think that they're going to have an opportunity here. I think it's going to again come down right to the wire. But I'll pick Buffalo in a slight, probably by one game, uh, beating the Patriots to win the AFC East. All right, yeah, that's um, you know, listen, I go with the Patriots, you go with the Bills. Um, w- one of us is probably going to be right. Uh, I think that's a that's a safe bet uh, when it comes to making our AFC East picks there. NFC West, um, this is another one loaded. Uh, we've talked about before. Uh, let's find a way to get all four of these teams in the playoffs. I don't know that that's going to be our ultimate choices here. But uh, pretty pretty stacked division uh, when you compare it to all the other divisions around the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, 49ers, we know, made the Super Bowl last year. Uh, Seahawks should be good. Rams uh, should be good. Uh, Cardinals should be improved. So <laughs> makes this a little harder to pick, but I will be boring, and I will pick the 49ers. I thought about it a little bit with the Seahawks, but uh, ultimately I just think the 49ers defense, um, you know, a lot of a lot of potential on offense. We know that. They're going to run the ball 70 times a game. Um, you know, Jimmy G may only throw eight passes, and, and that may just work out for everyone. Their defense is so good. It may not matter, so uh, I will go with the 49ers winning this division. Yeah, this one uh, I kind of talked about previously about this division. Uh, the only division that has four teams, according to Pro Football, or sorry, to Football Outsiders, they have four teams. And all four teams in their division are in the top 15 um, of their predictions DVOA-wise to win the Super Bowl, uh, whereas there's no teams from the NFC North. There's uh, only one team from a, quite a few divisions in this top 15 group. So, yeah, the strength of uh, – and you look at uh, Warren Sharp's preview analysis with all their uh, projections, um, and then as well as with Football Outsiders, predicting these teams all to be around or a little bit above 500. So it's going to be, yeah, definitely the most competitive, at least top-to-bottom division in the NFL and I've talked previously I know there's a there's some murmurs about how the Niners could have a similar situation to what happened with the Rams uh going from 2018 making the Super Bowl and losing to missing the playoffs and I just I just do not see that happening I I slightly for a moment thought about going to Seattle to win this division but the more I looked at the Niners I mean they succeeded last year despite facing a really tough schedule of past defenses for all the you know we talk about Jimmy Garoppolo and uh, the headlines of those playoff performances where he's not throwing the ball so many times. Yep. Forget that until the last, you know, six minutes. And obviously this isn't take anything from Patrick Mahomes, take anything away from him. But for that first, you know, three and a half quarters of football, Jimmy G really yards per attempt was much better than 
Mahomes at 9.2 to 5.8. As EPA expected points added uh, was positive, whereas Mahomes was negative at that point. Just was basically, I mean, even though obviously two great, two of the best offensive coaches you could argue with in the NFL right now, and Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan, say those things are pretty even. And for most of that game, Jimmy G was, you know, playing quite well. And if Mahomes doesn't go crazy, we're talking about this team in a little bit different light. Um, and I just, yeah, I, I have, they obviously reloaded the defense. I not, I still think, I wouldn't call it at all a rebuild. They still have most of the, the unit that was one of the best in the NFL last year. Really excited to see what Ken Lon does. Obviously, losing a guy like DeForest Buckner, we're not going to, you're not going to replace, immediately replace him and expect it to be the same as the previous season. But I, I still have faith in that unit overall. The offensive schedule definitely gets a little bit easier. The division is still tough, so I'm not sure, especially with only one team getting that uh, that buy this year. I don't know if I would pick the Niners to get that buy. I think the division schedule just makes it so tough for them. Um, but I do have them winning the division. I still think they're going to be a team with, as we talked about, the ceiling and uh, floor projections. I still see them winning about 11 games, still being right there in the conversation uh, as one of the teams from the NFC that has a shot at making the Super Bowl. There you go. Clean sweep for the 49ers uh, for us in the NFC West. Now we move to our our favorite and that is the AFC South um you know we again we could do an entire hour just on the AFC South but uh, one thing we have agreed on is we're not picking the Jags to win uh, the division however we are picking different teams to win this division and uh, unfortunately for the Houston Texans it is not uh, them and so uh believe it or not this is almost like a it's a complete flip here for me because everyone knows the running joke here uh, on our podcast has been uh, about how I just always somehow find a way to, to hate on the Titans. I say I never trust them. Uh, I've talked about their 9-7 and seven record, four years running now. But uh, that may still be enough for them to win this division because I have Titans winning this division uh, this season. And uh, my hope is that they go 9-7 and seven and are able to do it so we can keep that going. Uh, but at the same time, it's interesting because, you know, the Colts have Phillip Rivers now. Uh, we've talked mm-hmm. about the offensive line. Like, I'm very high on Jonathan Taylor. We both talked about yep. him. Um, you know, it's just a matter, I think, of, of the defense. And I think for the Titans, getting Jadavion Clowney, that's going to be obviously a huge boost for them. Um, they've had a little bit of turnover on their defense, but my goodness, the defense is still loaded. Now the expectations, you know, with the offense, Ryan Tannehill's back, Derrick Henry's back, uh, A.J. Brown broke out last mm-hmm. season. I mean, they've they've got a lot, and so I'll, I'll just go with the Titans here, and uh, that may not be what Titans fans want to hear because it seems like any time I pick them, <laughs> they go the opposite direction. If I pick against them, they do well, uh, but uh, I will pick the Titans to win this division. Yeah, we flipped our, our division picks uh, from a year ago. I picked yep. Tennessee. You picked Indianapolis. I'm going with the Colts this year. If you've listened to the last few episodes, uh, pretty clear that I'm pretty high on them and have high expectations for what they can become. What I still think Philip Rivers can do, even if he's not the guy he used to be, he hasn't had an offensive line, as I keep mentioning, like this, probably since the LT days. It's been a second. And also just looking at uh, last season for the the Colts, um, obviously 2018, they're so successful. But really even 2019, uh, at the beginning of the year, they started out so hot and had a lot of uh, late uh, second half leads, even over the last half of that schedule when they went two and five, losing to some t- tough games, a lot of one score losses for them in those of those five games, one score losses. And we're talking about with Jacoby Brissett. Uh, obviously, they still have that great offensive line. I think the defense needs to bounce back. I think it will a bit. 
Um, and I just, yeah, I just believe so much in the offensive line, just being so strong with Jonathan Taylor, being able to do so much. Philip Rivers getting rejuvenated with the new scenery, the, uh, the, all that protection. I just I anticipate the offense to be a top 10 offense, even if it's not in the top five, just somewhere in there. And I think the defense will be good enough for them to, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, you'll see when I talk about the Titans a little bit more later. I still think they're going to be pretty good, but I still I think five straight nine and seven seasons is not out of the question, and I anticipate the Colts probably to win about ten games, so I give them a slight edge here. Two teams that, yeah, as you mentioned at the beginning, the Texans have really run this division, and we're obviously not high in them. I still think Deshaun Watson's going to have, a, uh, you know, still going to be pretty good at maybe not as uh, going down as much with Hopkins out of the equation there in Houston, but that defense is just so brutal, man, and I just... And Tennessee's defense, a huge, uh, huge help, obviously, getting Clowney, even if he's not the most consistent pass rusher. I'd say he's really good, and he's when he's on, he's on, and it's going to make a big difference, a, a part of their defense that they really did lack. So, you know, that did maybe make me think for a second about flipping this pick, but I'm going to go with the team that I think that has a chance to be, you know, I say they'll win 10 games, but I, I could see them with their schedule still winning 11 or even uh, maybe a max of 12. I just, I'm really excited to see what Indianapolis can do. And I still think they have that infrastructure that made them such a uh, really uh, trendy pick in the 2018 season. Yep. Jonathan Taylor, buy the fantasy stock now. Uh, I tried to get him in my family draft. Didn't work out, but uh, I'm telling you, maybe I'll get him in our, our clutch points draft here coming up. Uh, we'll see. But uh, on to the NFC South. Uh, here's another one that uh, could be a pretty talented division. Certainly uh, headlined by two teams in particular, and um, I think we know who those two teams are. And I went back and forth a little bit on this one, but uh, despite all the appeal with the Bucks uh, at this point, you know, with Tom Brady there and, and Gronk and now Leonard Fournette, and, and they've got all these guys, and yep. John McCoy, it's like this is a who's who of the past, you know, five years in the NFL. But, um, you know, their defense is coming along. A lot to like about the Bucks, uh, But I'm still going to revert <laughs> back to the Saints here. I just think, I mean, you know, the, their, their offense is what it is. Their defense is good. Um, they've they've been at this point before. Uh, I think that's something, too, where it's like we expect all everything to come together for the Bucks, but we still haven't seen it yet. And I think even though there's a strong chance it will, we've seen it with the Saints. And we've seen, you know, the roster they've compiled. We've seen these guys that have been together, all this chemistry. Uh, so that mm-hmm. has me uh, leaning towards the Saints here with my NFC South pick. Yeah, I'm super high on the Saints, as you'll see as, if you've listened to our podcast and as you'll see as this episode goes on. I just, yeah, the continuity, as I mentioned previously, I think is going to help so much in a year like this with the lack of all the camps leading up to the season. And then just also, again, one of the more complete teams, only a few teams finishing in the top uh, nine or ten or so on DVOA on both sides of the ball. The Saints are one of them. I still think their offense is going to be uh, turning out points like they always do, even adding more help with Emmanuel Sanders there, as you mentioned, and Alvin Kamara. I still think the dynamic uh, guy that figured out all the contract stuff, at least for the temporarily right now, for him to report and be a big part of their week one offense. So, yeah, they also really strong offensive line. I, obviously, if they had found a way to get Clowney, man, that would have even made me more yeah. high on their defense. But I still think they're a unit on defense that maybe gets a little underrated because of how great their offense is and how sometimes against better def, uh, you know better offenses they have struggled giving up some points. But that's going to happen to anyone. And 
Yeah, man. I just hopefully, I mean, we'll see what happens if, if Breeze hopefully doesn't have any uh, fluke injuries like he did early in the year last year. They don't have Bridgewater to fill in. Obviously, they still have Taysom Hill, but I don't know if you're really relying on him to be your number one uh, guy back there. So uh, outside of that, though, about as a completed team as you could look at on the across the NFL and uh, the secondaries. It's, I still think it's pretty strong. I think they make some, uh, you know, with getting Malcolm Jenkins in there. It's going to be intriguing to see what he's able to do. Uh, obviously, I mean, I don't – we'll see about James Winston overall. I just talk about Taysom Hills, and I just think about him as a clear number backup. But uh, Winston, I suppose, could see some playing time if they're winning late. I think for him it will be great uh, development-wise. Um, but, yeah, this isn't taking anything away from the Buccaneers. I still think this division is probably going to come down right to the wire, and I think Tampa Bay, I'll just, I mean, it's not that surprising. They're one of the wild card teams I'm picking, but I'm picking them to be probably the top of those wild cards. I think their record is going to be better than maybe uh, the last two division, or at least one of the division winners in the NFC down there at the bottom with a four seed. I still, yeah, Tampa Bay, seventh best odds to win the Super Bowl, according to DVOA, uh, with their playoff odds report. The Saints there, though, at number one, and I just, they're just, too strong for me to, to pick over old reliable here even if Tampa Bay I'm really excited to see what they do yep we'll get to those uh playoff choices in a minute here see who's going to join the Saints uh, and the Bucks uh, in our playoff picks but first let's talk to you about DoorDash you've counted on restaurants now they're counting on you and while their dining rooms may be closed they're still open for delivery and you can use DoorDash to get it DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. All you got to do is order or open the uh, DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. You can choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are all open for delivery, too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. And right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off your and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, promo code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. And NFL Sunday Ticket Sundays are back in the NFL and with NFL Sunday TV, you can stream every live out of market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices. Plus, they've got the Red Zone and Direct TV Fantasy Zone channels, which we love here on the podcast. So you never have to miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFL Sunday TV is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. You use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 50% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code BLUEWIRE. All right, let's talk about the AFC West. Uh, I'm picking the Chiefs. There you go. <laughs> what, what else is there to say, right? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm picking the Chiefs. There you go. Yeah, we don't need to probably spend too much time on this division. <laughs> I, we have talked about it quite a bit. Excited to see the growth of the Broncos and Raiders in particular. The Chargers, I still think their defense, obviously Derwin James being out, uh, is going to take a hit. I did expect them to bounce back a bit. Um, but, yeah, I you know, even if Tyrod's in there for quite a bit, I think eventually Justin Herbert will probably get in there, we'll see what he's able to do. Yeah, the Raiders and Broncos, intriguing things happening, um, things that I'm, again, looking forward to, um, uh, at least on the offensive side of the ball. I think Denver's defense can be pretty strong, and there's some young defensive talent in Oakland or Vegas now. i got to get used to that. But, yeah, Kansas City, man. I mean, how – 
Yeah. Or how are you going to possibly pick against them? Obviously, even when Mahomes went down last year, they didn't really. They're still really competitive and still won some football games with Matt Moore under center. I just um, and obviously that I don't know if that you can't expect that to happen all the time. Defense uh, as the season went on got a lot stronger. The pass defense in particular really strong, and obviously that helps quite a bit because they're usually winning games and teams are passing, throwing against them and trying to come back. So uh, yeah, excited to see what they're able to do. As probably again we talk about them in the them and the um, Ravens and kind of their own tier in the AFC and some of the forecasts that you see from usually win projection wise that are always going to be a little more conservative they're still predicting the Chiefs to win around 12 games that just shows you how dominant they are Um, second best uh, odds to win Super Bowl 55 according to DVOA from football outsiders Uh, just I mean about to complete a team out um, on offense obviously the defense again making big strides the last uh, last season, I, I think, obviously, maybe compared to some of the teams that are in this top tier of the best of the best, that's where you still can point to a weakness. But uh, a lot of that is negated by the fact that they have the best quarterback in the NFL and a lot of really good talent and an offensive line that has come a long way as well. Yeah, let's move to a more uh, competitive division here um, because, uh, I mean, I, listen, I'm not knocking the, the – uh, the AFC West because I'm actually going to talk about another team here in a bit when we make our playoff yep. picks uh, that uh, I've I've kind of gone back and forth on. But um, NFC North probably be a little bit more competitive in terms of at the top, uh, you would think. And uh, there's a lot of interesting ones in here. I've, and we talked about this. Um, yep. You know, I've seen people saying the Lions like could even have a chance to like finish at the top or second in this division. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's it's interesting to think about because I think a lot of people look at the Vikings, the Packers, uh, the Bears. I mean, Trubisky is now the starter. I don't know how that's going to swing anybody's uh, confidence one way or the other uh, based on what we've seen thus far. But it is an interesting division. And, um, you know, it's one where it's – I don't know. Like, there's there's still something with all of these teams. I think mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, I don't know. But um, maybe that's what holds them back from being true Super Bowl contenders. But uh, in picking one of these four, I, I think for me – the best pick is the Vikings, and I know we've we've talked about the, the Packers before and sort of our our thinking on them, um, mm-hmm. and just with this Vikings defense, you know they've got an unbelievable defense. You've got Dalvin Cook who probably touched the ball 35, 40 times a game. Um, <laughs> you know they're they're not they're you know they're they're sort of like the Niners. They're not going to pass it 50 times a game or anything like that. Uh, but they may not have to because they do have a good defense. They've got a good running game. And really, as we've seen, like sometimes that's all you need. And so um, I, I think the Vikings are the best choice here. Uh, but I am very curious to see how this division shakes out. Maybe one of the more intriguing divisions, I think, in the NFL. Yeah, one that's definitely up for grabs. Um, I, this is the one the one division that, at least that when it comes to I that I mentioned with those Super Bowl odds from Football Outsiders DVOA projections, not one of these teams is in the top 15 <laughs> in uh, yeah. winning the Super Bowl. Not exactly high on them overall across the board. I already, yeah, in the bold predictions episode, said the Packers would miss the playoffs. I don't know if I feel that confident about that because <laughs> it basically came down to who I was going to pick to win this division, and that's Minnesota. Um, they do reload a bit, uh, quite a bit, on the, the front seven of their defense. They still have a great secondary, still maybe the best safety uh, duo in the NFL, and they obviously have the continu- continuity of the coaching staff. But both the Packers and Vikings at times uh, – got a little too conservative, especially in early um, first downs. The Packers were better on second downs on surprising teams by throwing down the field. Warren Sharp detailed that in his preview book. But um, I just, at the same time, they're a team that 
Green Bay, as I've kind of talked about last week, or yeah, when we predicted them to miss the playoffs, they go from facing some of the worst quarterbacks and some of the just a great schedule of quarterbacks last season to having to face guys like Drew Brees, Tom Brady, obviously in a new place, but also Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watson. They, and instead of having to face the Dwayne Haskins and getting to face Daniel Jones and David Blau, that's assuming you know if um, if Stafford's able to stay in there, they also face Kyle Allen. Um, I, we'll see if they uh, – right now it's looking like they'll face Mr. Biscay early in the year as he wins the starting job for the Bears, but it could be Nick Foles. Um, and they also faced Joe Flacco last year and Matt Moore when they played the Chiefs. So, I mean, they just got pretty lucky on that side of the ball. The defense kind of tailed off in terms of their DVOA ranking. I'm just – I am concerned about, yeah, the lack of aggressiveness at certain points with despite having a Hall of Fame quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. And that – obviously, he's a part of the reason and the main reason why I'm uh, – you know, not completely positive about this pick, but I think the Vikings offense is going to be fine. Uh, another team that probably is a little bit too conservative, uh, Mike Zimmer probably contributing a little bit too much to what's happening on the offensive side of the ball with the play calling, maybe with Stefanski gone and Kubiak taking over uh, completely there. Maybe he'll let, you know, with their relationship together, maybe he'll kind of let him do his own thing, but not that Kubiak isn't already a guy that's going to be predicated on running the ball a good amount. I think it's going to come down right to the end of the year, and their two matchups against each other are probably going to be what bears it out. Um, and I, Yeah, I'll give the Vikings a slight edge, but do, yeah, Lions, man, um, <laughs> in, terms of their, in terms of their offense, as I've talked about and fantasy-wise, like if Stafford's healthy, they're going to be pretty pretty fun group to watch. I still am not certain at all that their defense is going to bounce back as well as uh, some projections have it and some people are predicting. Um, but, you know, at least on the offensive side of the ball, I think with Stafford healthy, with another year with Bevel there, I think they're going to be uh, pretty exciting. And Chicago, I just – Chicago, I just – the offensive side, there's not enough happening for me. And the defense, I, I still think it's going to be good. Can it be great again? That's what can, what's going to separate them possibly getting a playoff spot. But I, I just don't – I mean, the Bears, if they win this division, it's probably only going to be because all of these teams kind of were in that 8-8 eight and eight range. And, I, I mean, that's certainly possible, at least based on the projections and what we're seeing with some of the turnover these teams have. Yeah, I have no confidence in the Bears winning this division. <laughs> um, just straight up. I think if the Bears win this division, that means something with the Vikings and Packers, like just yep. – went completely wrong because I just I don't see it I, I think the Bears are the third or fourth best team in this division and, and mm-hmm. I don't know you know again I, I truly think there's a chance for the fourth and so it really depends on that offense we, we said that last year like that's no surprise and I, I think Bears fans would say the same thing it's just if they're as bad as they were in terms of passing game you know it's it's going to be hard mm-hmm. because uh, even as good as you know Tariq Cohen or David Montgomery could be like they have to have a passing game and that's why we talk about our guy Allen Robinson all the time it's like People just don't realize how good he is because they just they haven't had a consistent passing game. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens there with that division. We'll both take the Vikings there. However, we have different choices in the AFC North. So it's time for Dylan to uh, rattle the feathers here. I guess that's a pretty good segue, too. We're talking about the Ravens um, here of a particular fan base. Uh, because I'm going to pick the Ravens, but uh, Dylan's going to have a different choice here. And, I mean, look, it's, it's something, too, where, you know, this is another one. You're probably picking between two teams here. Uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna pick the Browns. I think we may have did that last year actually, and we've learned from that mistake. Uh, even with all the offensive weapons the Browns have, they're another one too where it's like I want to see it before I'm actually gonna yep. believe it. Um, maybe not to the same extent like you talked about earlier with the Bucks. Uh, I probably still have more confidence in the Bucks than I do the Browns. Uh, but it's just one of those where I, it's a, it's the Steelers or the Ravens. And I'll stay with the Ravens. I just think their, you know, their defense is going to be good. Uh, their their rushing attack uh, is going to be fantastic. We know that. 
Um, so yeah. I don't know that they'll be as dominant as they were last year, uh, but I still think they're the they're the probably the the wisest choice uh, for me to pick this division. <laughs> but uh, Dylan, you do not agree with me here. Yeah, I initially did have the Ravens in here. This is slightly just to to, uh, <laughs> to be completely honest, a pick that we I switched up here to to change it up a bit because we were uh, as you as you listen, we're pretty much been on the same uh, same page for a lot of these picks. But I do actually have a lot of faith in the team I picked to win this division in the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have the fourth best odds according to DVOA projections to win the Super Bowl. Not just yeah, not just to, and up, the Ravens are third. So I mean, these two teams are, are neck and neck right there. Um, obviously, uh, really high in Baltimore, uh, just like I said with Tampa Bay. With um, I'm yeah, Baltimore is going to be a playoff team for me. I still think they're going to have a, a strong season, but it's really hard to, year after year to consistently win 13, 14 games. It just does not historically happen. I think the Steelers, as we mentioned, their defense has a chance to finish third in DVOA last year. I think they could be a number one defense uh, DVOA-wise. They're still in that top three, uh, about as complete of a defense as you're going to see. I picked TJ Watt to, to beat Aaron Donald for the Defensive Player of the Year award. Uh, offensive line still probably uh, pro football focus has them in the top ten projected. Still a really strong unit. Obviously, Big Ben being back. Still some weapons, I think, that are maybe a little underrated because of the quarterback play they had to deal with last season. Yep. They bring in more guys like Chase Claypool. I just uh, the continuity of the organization. I think the Steelers, for sure, if they don't win this division, I, I would pick them as a playoff team. I, it's hard to, uh, you know, health-wise, a Big Ben is going to be a big factor. But all things, if he's able to stay healthy, I think this offense takes a big jump from a season ago. Uh, Baltimore still has one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. Um, I think they are actually do have the easiest, but the Steelers have the second easiest based on last year's uh, record. So I think both teams are in for big, uh, big performances. I can't really say anything negative about Baltimore other than just, again, that uh, it just seems like, uh, or not even just seems like statistically, teams year to year, it's just really hard to consistently outside of when you're the New England Patriots to win, you know, 12, 13 games. Even there, even there they'd win, you know, some years yep. 10 or 11. So it's just, it's really difficult. And I, I think, you know, if they, if they aren't as successful in one score games like they were a year ago, they did blow out a lot of teams. Um, I just think Pittsburgh also is going to be really strong. And those, their two matchups against each other are going to be two of the more fun games to watch all year. So, yeah, get ready for them early on there. Yeah, I'm so high on the Steelers defense. Like, I prioritize them mm-hmm. in my fantasy draft. You rarely prioritize the defense in your fantasy draft. But I was like, I'm so yeah. sold on them. Um, you know, when you get in that point late in the draft where it's like, all right, you got a bunch of guys. I see them here, but you know what? I'm probably going to end up dropping half these guys anyways because uh, you'll be mixing and matching with other wide receivers and running backs. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take the Steelers. And so um, I'm just going to – man, that's, I do. Like, I love their defense, and I wouldn't be surprised either if the Steelers have a chance uh, to win this division. But uh, I'll be boring. Mm-hmm. I'll pick the Ravens uh, here with this one. All right, NFC East. Uh, how about them Cowboys? Uh, I think anyone that's listened to our podcast knows that I'm going to pick the Cowboys here. Um, I've been very high on them throughout this offseason. I've talked about how good I think they can be. Their offense is just unbelievable when you think about and all the weapons they have. Uh, defense obviously has some good pieces on their defense too. Uh, I just, you know, Mike McCarthy, we've talked about it before. I think he was someone that sometimes just needed a change of scenery. Uh, I don't yeah. think it's necessarily, you know, on him as a coach, the way things went maybe the past couple of seasons there with the Packers. I still think he's a very good coach. And I think we'll see that now uh, with the change of scenery here with the Cowboys. And I think he's exactly kind of what the Cowboys need, a, a fresh offensive mind yeah. uh, with all the talent that they have. I, I am. Like, I'm completely sold on the Cowboys, and so uh, they are my pick here in the NFC East. 
Yeah, I, I wanted to, you know, be different again, but uh, if you've listened to our last few episodes, also really high in the Cowboys, put their ceiling at making the Super Bowl. I think they're that level of talent on offense. Uh, obviously, maybe a little bit too much is made of the Mike McCarthy stuff by myself, <laughs> just overall um, by uh, analysts. And I, I, but I do think, yeah, it's gonna—he's not gonna be the same coach uh, running the same stuff he was in Green Bay. I do think. He really legitimately is going to be uh, have a different approach and let Kellen Moore do some of the good things that were happening at times last year for Dallas. Uh, they just got to stick to the stuff that's working and not get overly conservative on early downs and sometimes even forcing things just too much when they, they just have to rely on the fact that they have so much talent. Obviously, you bring in the C.D. Lamb, and then I look at Philadelphia, and there's already injury concerns. Or already, it's the same. And you know, I just I want to believe that they're going to stay healthier, but already in the in camp they're already having guys going down and it just feels like it could be the same situation as a year ago and I just don't see the Cowboys playing down to where they did last year obviously they were terrible in one score games we talked about how there's they're still one of the finished with this number two offense DVOA wise in the entire NFL um, I, I do think the defense is better than what they ended up uh, performing at but that was still 16th in DVOA a team that those numbers usually is going to be up competing for a buy, at least in the old format, competing for a two seed in the new uh, 17 playoff format. Um, I, I think they just, yeah, they're, they're going to bounce back. They're going to win one, more one-score games. The Eagles are still kind of, for me, in that area where I just do not trust them as much. Um, I still think they're going to compete for a playoff spot. I, obviously, playing in this division has its advantages uh, as you get to face the likes of the Redskins, or the old uh, Redskins Washington football team and the Giants each two times a year. Um, but, I, yeah, I think Dallas, at the end of the day, is the better team this season at least, and I, yeah, I'm going to pick them to win the division as well. There you go. So there are, you know, at least we know those teams that we've talked about are in the playoffs at this point. Now it's time for the hard <laughs> part where we uh, make our predictions for the rest of the playoffs, and now we will make our wild card choices. And we will start in the NFC. We just talked about the Cowboys uh, winning the NFC East. Of course, uh, we've made our picks uh, for the other divisions as well, but – um, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I had a tougher time picking the wild cards in the AFC than I did Pearson. the NFC. Uh, because I, I just think that those teams at the top, you know, even as strong as the NFC is, you just you feel like there are some of those teams where it's like, I can't leave that team out. Like, I just can't yeah. do it. But with the AFC, it's like, oh, I, I can justify leaving that team out or that team out. Um, <laughs> and so it's, you know, with the NFC, it's much harder. But I also think you have kind of those teams at the top that you're pretty much sold on and saying, okay, that team is for sure a team that I know is going to be in the playoffs. And for me, two of those three are the Bucks and the Seahawks. And um, mm-hmm. and I, you know, we can go ahead and just spoil it now. Both of us have the Bucks and the Seahawks uh, in our our NFC wild card spots. Uh, you mentioned earlier you, we'd have the Bucks at the, maybe at the front of that. Um, but mm-hmm. anyway, you slice it. Like I think those teams, those two teams are going to make the playoffs. Then. We do differ on our third choices because, as you've said before, Dylan, uh, in a previous episode, you did make one of your bold predictions to keep the Packers out of the playoffs. Um, that was a bold prediction because that is actually the team I'm going to go with to round out yeah. uh, my NFC wild card is the Packers. And then what do we know? Longtime listeners, Homer Dylan has made his way back <laughs> into the fold here <laughs> as he is going to unveil his pick for his third NFC wild card team. Yeah, I will say first off on how hard it was to make these picks. I think, yeah, the AFC for the last two spots was definitely a little more difficult, whereas yeah. the NFC 
it's really the last spot. You mentioned the Bucks, as I've already talked about picking them. And then Seattle, I almost picked them to win the division. I, I just not completely uh, trusting that defense. They obviously won't have Clowney, and you saw how big different that defense was a year ago without him. They had Jamal Adams. But this is a team that trailed uh, in the weeks 1 through 13 seven times at halftime. Traditionally, you do not win as many times as they did in those games. They uh, went on to win four of them uh, with uh, Russell Wilson just being Russell Wilson. Uh, if if I had more confidence in them uh, letting him, as it, what is the, the trending thing right now, let Russ cook, if I really <laughs> felt like they're going to let Russ cook all the time, I might have picked him to win the division. I still think he's too good to leave him out of the playoffs. So, yeah, it comes down to the last spot. And the three teams that I was you know, really considering here uh, initially before last week I kind of decided to leave the Packers out, it was Green Bay. Uh, it was the Eagles, and then it was, yes, the, the Rams, which uh, and a lot of projections are not as bad as uh, people tend to think. I mean, last year they would have been the last playoff team. Um, I obviously allotted some defensive turnover. They finished last year ninth in defensive DVOA. I do think the offense uh, still concerns along the offensive line, but in terms of the talent, excited to see what Van Jefferson's able to bring to the table. I don't think losing Todd Gurley is going to have a huge difference on them running the ball. I think it's more predicated on what that offensive line does. I just think, you know, they do have a tougher – having to play in this division, they have a tougher schedule. But beyond that, their schedule isn't insanely hard with some of the teams they get and the other matchups. I it's, And just, again, last year they barely – they miss a, a field goal that Greg Zerline usually hits in Seattle, and that's a, that's a victory right there outside of some really weird mistakes in the Week 16 loss to the Niners. They went, I mean, they easily could have won 11-5 and five is kind of what I keep going back to. And I just have a little more faith in – Sean McVay not to to kind of stay in that uh, place he was for much of the early part of last season. Obviously, the last five weeks of the year, they became a team averaging over 30 points a game, playing a lot more 12 personnel, and things were really working. So, I, you know, I, it is definitely a little bit of the homer in me. But at the same time, I do, I legitimately do think a nine and seven, ten and six season is not out of the question for the Rams. And I, I just have a little less faith in. Uh, Green Bay, based on some of the advanced stats and some of the things they did in one-score games, the the schedule of quarterbacks becoming much tougher, and then the Eagles and the health. And I just, uh, you know, if, if the, the only team I, yeah, I might have picked the Eagles. I really kind of flip-flop between these two. I just have a little more faith in the Rams. They have the 11th best odds to win the Super Bowl per DVOA projections, which is above uh, some of the, these teams we picked to win division. So. I, I do think some people, even if, again, I'm being biased a bit, I do think people are a little lower on the Rams than they should be. I, even if they don't make the playoffs, I do think they're going to be right in the mix for one of those last spots. It's interesting. I probably would have, if I would have, you know, let's say the next team I would have thought about, it probably would have been the Rams or the Cardinals. Like, I think I would have picked one of those two ahead of the Eagles. And I yeah. know that's weird, but like you said, the entries are already mounting, you know, for the Eagles. And there's just something about, I don't know what it is. Like, it, <laughs> And it's one of those things too, like in like fantasy wise, like talks about like Miles Sanders was sitting in my draft for so long, but I sat there and I'm thinking Boston Scott, Boston Scott, like I'm like this guy's gonna wind up getting like you know 15 carries a game, and it's just I don't know, like there's just something about the Eagles that I'm I'm stuck on with them, I think, and I just mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I, I just think they are they are behind all these teams, uh, but we'll see. Yeah, but I I, I think the Rams, that, that's a fine choice. So, like I said, I, I probably would have went with them or the Cardinals if I was going to kind of pick one of those breakout teams and say, okay, let me pick the mm-hmm. Cardinals and say they're going to break through, make the playoffs. All right, AFC. We've actually mentioned all these teams <laughs> because <laughs> if you think about it, uh, they're actually going to be the exact uh, opposite of what we were opposite on with mm-hmm. our division picks. So, 
Uh, for me, I picked the Titans to win the AFC South. I picked the Ravens to win the AFC North. I picked the Patriots to win the AFC East. Therefore, I've got the Colts, the Steelers, and the Bills as uh, my AFC wildcard team. Sorry, Browns fans. Uh, you had your chance last year, and uh, it didn't work out. So I can't go back to the Browns there. Uh, Dylan, meanwhile, uh, again, not really much of a spoiler here. You're just going to flip what my picks were, and uh, we're basically just going to include uh, all of these different teams here in the playoffs. Yeah, I just – they came down for the last two, uh, a little more of a question again here in the AFC. I really feel strongly about the Ravens and the Steelers getting in. So from there, and also, the you know, the Patriots, even though I didn't pick them to win the division, I initially was sl- sliding that way, and I still think they're going to find a way with their defense. I still think Cam will be effective enough. It's just hard for me to, to pick against them missing the postseason, I'll, but I'll, you know, start p- doing that for future seasons when it starts happening <laughs> regularly. I just find – I have it hard to believe that defense is going to take too huge of a drop. It's really hard to say the number one DVOA defense year to year, um, but I still think they're going to be in the top five there, and that'll be enough for them to get into the postseason. So the last playoff spot, uh, another yeah, from our unofficial division of this podcast, I picked the Titans to get in. I really did strongly consider the Browns as probably the one mm. team that I almost still I wanted to just. You know, I still think their defense is going to be – it has the potential to be better than what they did last year. Um, I, I feel strongly about their offensive line being a lot better. So I they're the fringy team. Them and the Titans, I kind of really thought about there. As much as I want to be excited about the Raiders, I just don't have enough <laughs> enough uh, uh, cojones to pick yeah. them to make the, to make the playoffs at this point. I've talked about how Denver at Drew Locke, I'll believe it again kind of when, it, when I see it with him in terms of them facing – a lot tougher schedule of pass defenses than what he had to endure in his first five uh, games in the NFL last season. Um, I, I do think those two teams will be kind of, you know, seven, eight win teams. Um, I think the, yeah, it's, it's tough with the, the Titans and the Browns. I honestly, I, the Titans, I, you know, they went go nine and seven last year, but they looked like a lot better team over the second half of the year. They obviously had Clowney, and I think the defense, uh, even though it wasn't fantastic secondary wise, I think they're going to be uh, a bit better. With that's going to help them on the pass uh, defense there with the pressure that Clowney's going to bring. And it, yeah, for the Browns, I'll, again, I'll, I guess I'll take it. I'll believe it when I see it. But I, I really, I really was like as much as. Uh, I'm not going to be as high on them as I was a year ago and all the faith. I really do believe the improvement in the offensive line is going to make huge strides, not just obviously Nick Chubb was quite successful even with last year's offensive line, but I think for Baker Mayfield and those receivers, I think it's going to help uh, immensely, obviously, the coaching change as well. I just I do think Cleveland, I, you know, I'm picking the Titans here, but if you only listen to me talk about the two teams, you might think I'm picking the Browns because I do think they are, if they're not going to get in, I I don't think they're going to have a, a typical, like, really overly disappointing Brown season. I think they'll be kind of on the cusp. Maybe the schedule factor, the fact they have to face the Steelers and Ravens twice will be the difference here um, in terms of them just missing it uh, behind Tennessee. Yeah, the Browns, I'd probably go next in line. Uh, you know, of course, I've talked about the Broncos. The more I look at the Broncos' schedule, I'm like, eh, I don't know. Like, I don't know if like, they can get to that win total they need to necessarily get in, but uh, that's the luxury of having this this extra playoff spot now is – Maybe they can. Maybe you know. Maybe eight and eight, nine and seven gets you there. I, I don't know. But uh, the Browns, yeah, it's uh, they're they. I don't know. Like I could maybe even make the case for the Browns over the Colts or the Bills, and I I wouldn't hate it. But I'm I'm sold on the Steelers. Mm-hmm. I think the Steelers for me are a lock in terms of uh, that spot for me. Uh, Colts and Bills maybe not as much, uh, but uh, that's that's where things stand uh, for us uh, with our playoff spots. Now after all the anticipation. We now make our picks 
for the Super Bowl. And uh, as we do, uh, always, we're going to make uh, our prediction for the actual matchup, of course, the winner and the score, uh, so we can have fun. We can look back on this and see how close we were. Um, all right, Dylan, I'm going to let you go first. I, I feel like mine's a little bit more – I don't really know that it's that. I mean, it's not that surprising. I don't think it's that shocking of a pick. But yeah. uh, it's maybe a little bit different just in terms of what most people probably projecting uh, with the Super Bowl. Yeah, mine is at least uh... – Per the DVOA stats I'm always quoting, is probably the most boring pick possible. These two teams have the two highest odds to win the Super Bowl. The one that I know you just said a second ago that you weren't confident in uh, for sure making the playoffs in the Colts, they have the six best odds according to DVOA above the Cowboys, above the Niners, above the Eagles, above the Buccaneers. It's pretty nuts, but yeah, I'm going to go with the really boring pick, two teams that I feel the most confident in, and that's the Saints and the Chiefs. Um, I'll say I'll add, a, in addition to picking the Super Bowl matchup, I'll say the Saints beat the Cowboys in the NFC title game. I really do think uh, and feel highly on Dallas this season. And then I'll have the Chiefs beating the Steelers, I guess, just because I picked the <laughs> Ravens not to win that division. Maybe we'll get a Ravens-Chiefs second-round game. That will be something. But it's really hard to pick against Mahomes. It's really hard to pick against the continuity of the Saints. I know they've had these really brutal playoff losses, but they've still been one of the best, most complete teams DVOA-wise. And that is why I'm actually going to pick the Saints with that that combination of strength on strength there. Uh, obviously, two of the best offenses probably going to be, again, top five, top six DVOA-wise in the entire NFL. I think the, the edge on defense a bit for the Saints, I'll give it to them, and I'll have them winning the Super Bowl, uh, getting that second ring for Drew Brees of a, tw- a 34-28 win over the Chiefs. Of course, uh, if these two do play, just watch Mahomes be down by two touchdowns and score two touchdowns in six minutes again. But, uh, yeah, I think it's probably the safest pick. Not the most exciting one I'm making here, but uh, I feel like no one's going to be mad about a Saints-Chiefs Super Bowl. If that does happen, that will be a a fantastic game. Yeah, no, I mean, look, like you said, it's it's the one that's, the easiest to pick, and it's probably the one that makes the most sense. But uh, I don't always pick the ones that make the most sense uh, or are the easiest. So uh, I will say that uh, in the AFC, I'll have the Chiefs and the Ravens. There's a boring one um, in the uh, the AFC championship there. Meanwhile, in the NFC, I will have the Dallas Cowboys beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers oh. in the NFC title game. How about that? There's one that's uh, a little bit different, leaving the Saints out of there, uh, even as high as I am on them. Uh, but just to be different, I'll go Cowboys yeah. and Bucks. And, yes, that yeah. means it feels like 95 in the Super Bowl because uh, the Dallas Cowboys back to the Super Bowl. But, uh, sorry, they have to play the Chiefs, and uh, I am not going to pick against the Chiefs. Uh, I just think they're the best team. I know it's hard to repeat. I know how challenging that is. Uh, it's just something that's just not easy to do. But the Chiefs are really good. And uh, with Patrick Mahomes back there, um, they just they got so many weapons on offense. I mean, you add someone like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire now. Um, it's just, man, they're, they're so talented. And so uh, I will pick the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl 38-24 over the Dallas Cowboys. Um, so there you go. I know that one, Dylan, is a, a little bit – I mean, again, it's not out there. But uh, yeah. these these are all possibilities, and I think for me – the Bucks pick in the NFC title game was just, you know, it's just something about Tom Brady, man. He'll he'll find a way somehow. I know they know what happened last year with the Patriots, but I don't know. I feel like Tom's going to get Leonard Fournette on track. He's going to have this whole <laughs> offense just looking like unbelievable. And, uh, again, we've talked about their defense, too. Like, their defense is, is taking a step forward, um, and you expect that to happen again this year. Uh, so, there you go. Chiefs uh, and Cowboys uh, in my Super Bowl pick. Yeah, I, I... – 
certainly considered it. I, I almost had a, I almost picked the Cowboys. I did again, mentioning that having them go into the NFC title game, I don't think it's out of the question. I defense and the, where, how they progress there. I think that will definitely go a long way in terms of them being able to crack through in the NFC playoffs. I just think the NFC playoffs are going to be such a, it's going to be ridiculous. I think getting that one seed, even compared to the two, three is going to be so important just because of the total strength of these teams, man. So um, that's the only main reason why I kind of, I think the saints will end up with the best record. I think they'll, that, that will make a big difference, but I do think, yeah, Dallas is dangerous. The Bucks are dangerous. I initially had the Seahawks in here as my team that I had uh, making it all the way from the six seed to the Super Bowl. So man, the NFC is going to be crazy, but I think we made, the safer choice, yeah, with the Chiefs. As much as I'm still high on the Ravens, um, even if I didn't pick them in the division, and I think the Steelers are going to be really good, it's Patrick Mahomes. That defense <laughs> got better. Uh, another year of him with Andy Reid. It's just it's going to be a long time, uh, many, many years, where it's going to be quite a few people predicting the Chiefs and most likely them making us look smart by going all the way to the Super Bowl. I just think they're that good. And, yeah, uh, not as not as difficult as the NFC side for sure here. Yeah, uh, there you go. So there, there are all our predictions. Uh, take your money over to uh, Bet Online, who we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, and just uh, there you go. You've got all the advice you need now uh, to make your picks. Uh, I would bet nothing more than a couple pennies uh, on some of these predictions, uh, so don't get too carried away uh, with that. But, yes, this is always one of our most exciting episodes before the season actually starts uh, because, uh, again, everyone's 0-0. Oh, zero zero. No one's lost a game yet. So uh, it's easy to kind of look ahead and, and think on paper what things look like. But as we know, Dylan, the action, once that gets started, uh, everything uh, is different. And what do you know? The action is finally here, and it gets underway on Thursday night with the Chiefs and the Texans. Man, it feels like five years since the NFL season ended, um, and now somehow it is back, and that will actually be the focus here of our next podcast. Unbelievable that, that we actually got there. Yeah, it, as I mentioned at the beginning, I just it, it really kind of came up on me quickly. But as you say, it, it does feel like it's been a while since we've seen NFL football, obviously with no preseason especially. Um, we made it somehow through all the off season, our first off season as a podcast here, filling up all the all the weeks with as much content as we could. But now, yeah, it's getting a lot easier to have a lot more things to talk about, a lot of actual game uh, games to watch and different things. So, yeah, excited for that opener. And, yeah, we'll have our next episode coming out there um, on Thursday morning. So, yeah, you can listen to all our picks for that. Um, see how they correlate to our actual division picks here. <laughs> yep, we'll see. Uh, watching an NFL game uh, without, you know, a lot of fans in the stands, that's going to be it's gonna mm-hmm. be different. So uh, we will see uh, what that looks like on Thursday. But for now, Dylan, uh, we've got all of our podcast episodes throughout the offseason. People go check it out, but they can also check out all the stuff we have at Clutch Points. We've done a lot of stuff, of course, over the, the offseason, lots of stuff to get you ready for the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, let them know where they can find all of that. Yeah, you can go to clutchpoints.com to the NFL section there for all of our NFL content, all of our predictions, uh, different game predictions, player predictions, fantasy predictions. We'll have Stardom Cinema articles coming out even for week one here on Wednesday. So, yeah, I search fantasy football on the website. You can find all of our fantasy content if you're still about to draft like we are in the Clutch Points League um, coming up here. Just get the last-minute uh, <laughs> intel there. And then also, yeah, in the Clutch Points app, you can follow along with your favorite NFL teams, uh, news-wise, uh, articles all the different things we do, but also the games will be in there with the whole schedule getting uploaded shortly to the uh, to the NFL section of our Clutch Points app. So, yeah, you can follow those games along with, yeah, the NBA playoffs still going, MLB season. So we're about to have all, yeah, all four sports going at once uh, in September. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> 
Yep, uh, for sure. There's no doubt. Uh, so check all that stuff out at Clutch Points. And again, any podcast app you use, uh, subscribe to us there. Just search for it, and you will find it there. And uh, thanks as always to the fine folks at Blue Wire for all that they do. And thank you as always for listening. And we'll talk to you guys next time here on the Establish the Past podcast. And as we teased, uh, our friends at Bet Online, the wait is finally over. Football is officially back, and while you may not be at a game this year, you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager on than anywhere else. And you can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head over to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.